with a three-pointer up and oh. down it. Down it there Pure shooter there. Pure shooter just drained it. Hello, Northwest Iowa, and welcome back to Siouxland Ballcast, the podcast where we talk about nothing but Siouxland Conference basketball. I'm your host, Aaron Hayengay, and just a reminder to check out Siouxland Ballcast on Instagram, at Siouxland Ballcast. On Facebook, we're Siouxland Ballcast, and lastly, on Twitter, at Siouxland Ball. Wow, what a weekend for Iowa high school basketball and Siouxland Conference basketball as well as uh, this weekend really showed who is going to state. That's what we've been looking forward to all year. And uh, the answer is, well, Boyden Hall. We are sending Boyden Hall to state this year, and the Comets will try to look for the first Siouxland Conference championship since West Lyon in 2014. And uh, we're going to go over these uh, district and sub-state games. Starting now, we start in Class 1A with George Little Rock versus South O'Brien. Coming into this one, George Little Rock was ranked number 15 in 1A, while South O'Brien's ranked number 2. And, uh, man, this was this was one tough game. And um, George Hudorak starting out this one only down three at the end of the first. Uh, then at the second, uh, extended that to a 10-point lead for South O'Brien. George Hudorak cut it to eight by the end of the third. And at the end of the fourth, South O'Brien just went on a run and beat George Hudorak 41-61. to And on uh, this one, it was really... South O'Brien started out super hot. George Sodorak still stuck with him after that. So at that point, I was thought, we definitely have a ball game. And then uh, South O'Brien really just shot the lights out again in the second while George Sodorak a little stagnant in the second. And then at once halftime started, George Sodorak actually went on a 7, I think a 7-0 run. And then I just could not continue that. And then into the fourth, it was just all South O'Brien. Though Peyton Mullen was out a little bit for this this one, got himself injured for a little bit, and uh, that's when South O'Brien made their run. And when your one of your two main guys is out, that'll happen. Especially uh, the talent drop off is not terribly large, but it's larger than a lot of teams after your main guys. And um, yeah, we'll take a look at stats here. We have Matt Haken. Scoring 19 points, he went six of nine from the field. Nice, two for two from three. Actually, yeah, he couldn't miss. I mean, he only shot twice, but still was pretty good. Going two for two for three for Matt Haken. Uh, five of six from the free throw line. Grabbed eight boards, which is usually something you see more of. But South O'Brien was just scrappy in this one. I uh, had three assists and four blocks in this one. And then behind him we have Peyton Malton. He went. Uh, he had 12 points and went four of 12 from the field, uh, two of five from three, two for two from the line. Had six assists as well, two steals and a block. And uh, like George Lerac's shooting wasn't terrible from three at least, but uh, this could not make those little bunnies. I know there is a there was a layup for I believe Johnny Schmidt, just wide open, and uh, couldn't make it. So it was just a little off night for George Lerac. But definitely not a good night to have an off night. 
I said before, is their three-point shooting for George the Rock. If they get that going, they're almost unbeatable. And it wasn't bad. It was about 40%, but man, I was not expecting Salta Bryant to come out the way they did. And also George Rock from two, not very good from two either. But just South O'Brien came out firing from three. I don't know if it was uh I don't know what went went off them because they they came into this one and they're shooting twenty seven percent from three and they make like their first four or five. It was insane. Uh, so yeah, let's take a look at some stats for South O'Brien if we can find it. Getting a little slow here, my bad. Okay, so for South O'Brien, they ended up shooting uh, from three. It was only eight of 16, which is 50%, which is wild. But uh, to start this one, they were just hot. And I felt like at that point, George the Rock still stuck with them after that. So they still had a shot. But yeah, that fourth quarter really helped out South O'Brien. And uh, take a look at ja uh, Jackson Lauscher. He had 21 points. Went 4 of 9 from the line, 1 of 4 from 3. But yeah, it seemed like every time I missed a shot, it was a foul, so that's great. I <laughs> uh, went 12 of 13 from the free throw line. And uh, behind him was Caden Hale. He had 15 points on 5 or 7 shooting. All of his shots were from 3. Yeah, Caden Hale could not miss in that one. I don't know what his percentage was like from the season, but he really shot the ball in this one. Caden Hale is a now a 31% three-point shooter, so that was that was random. <laughs> random fire from him. But uh yeah, no excuses. George Lodorak just was not as good as South O'Brien in this one. So yeah, tip your hats to South O'Brien on a great hard fought game and uh congrats to George Lodorak on a fantastic season. Uh, making it as far as they did last year when that team was ranked like second or third in the state. So nothing to hang your heads on for George Rock, making it back to the district championship. Uh, hopefully I can look up from this one. I look at their roster, and I'm, I'm not seeing a lot of looking up, but hopefully hopefully I'm, I trust in those guys there at George Rock, and hopefully they can get something good going next year and into the future. So, uh, yeah, congrats to you on a great season, and congrats to South Brown on a very hard-fought game. We'll get into their later game later on. And then um, after that one, we'll turn our heads to Class 3A for the Lamars MLC Floyd Valley 3A semifinals uh, sub-state matchup. And to start this one off, it was looking like a really good game, and it was. We have Lamars outscoring MLC Floyd Valley 13-11 to in the first then MLC cut that to a one-point lead, so a very competitive second quarter as well. Cut it to a one-point lead at the end of the second. They actually went off to take a, I believe, a seven- or eight-point lead at the end of the third. And then the fourth quarter just killed MLC Floyd Valley. Lamar's outscored MLC Floyd Valley 31-18 to in the final quarter. I don't know how many games you're going to be winning if you're giving up 31 points in a single quarter, especially the fourth quarter in a single game. And uh, yeah, MLC Floyd Valley was not playing terrible until the fourth quarter. Uh, their leading scorer for MLC Floyd Valley was uh, Alex Van Callsbeek, as usual. He went 10 of 11 from the field, so really good percentage. Uh, 2 of 2 from the line, had 10 rebounds as well. Five blocks, three steals, three assists, 
An outstanding performance for Alex, Alex Van Kalsbeek, who basically is the Dutchman this year. And then after him, we take a look at Keegan Dalma. He had 16 points on 5 of 10 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3, 3 of 3 from the line, 3 assists, 2 steals. And behind him, we have Cal Christie. Uh, 10 points from him. He went 4 of 7 from the field goal and 2 of 5 from 3. Had 11 boards as well, so he was definitely getting those boards. As a team, though, uh, MLC Floyd Valley shot 23 of 45, which is a really good percentage. 8 of 19 from 3, which is also a really good 3-point percentage. Didn't miss a single free throw. They went 7 to 7. Had 30 rebounds, so definitely outscored Lamar's. Lamar's only had 23. Uh, had 14 assists on their 23 makes, uh, 8 steals, 5 blocks. So you take a look at their stats and you think MLC Floyd Valley probably won this game, but that fourth quarter just messed it all up. Take a look at some stats for Lamar's. And uh, their leading scorer was Spencer Mackey. He had 23 points on 4 for 10 shooting, 12 of 13 from the line. So it's like Jackson Lauscher. That tells a lot of the story. Uh, then he had... Five rebounds as well. Behind him was Alec Dreckman. He had 21 points on 5 for 10 shooting, 7 of 7 from the line. Uh, yeah, as a team, Lamar shot 20 of 24 from the line. So they had 24 shots from the free throw line. That tells a lot. Uh, they went 20 of 47 from the field goal range, which wasn't great. And a 7 of 20 from 3, also not great, but they could shoot their dang free throws. <laughs> uh, had 23 uh, boards. And uh, out of their 20 field goal makes, they had 19 assists. That tells the ball movement on that team. Maybe they weren't making a lot, but they were definitely moving the ball and having it fizz around. So, yeah, MLC Floyd Valley ends up beating Lamar. Sorry, Lamar's ends up beating MLC Floyd Valley 67-61. to This was another Thursday night game. Just uh, congrats to MLC Floyd Valley and Alex Van Kalsbeek. On a great season and a uh, great career for Alex. Really was Mr. Dutch for this year. And uh, hopefully there's some good things in his future for him. But uh, moving on from that game, we head to the sub-state game between West Lyon and Boyden Hall. And uh, this one was a really good game, really up until the final minute or two. And uh, for this one... West Lyon actually was beating Boyden Hall in the first, 12-11. to 11, And then Boyden Hall just came out firing in the second quarter. And um, at the end of the third, West Lyon actually made quite a bit of a run to bring it back within contention. And then even at the start of the fourth, West Lyon brought it back to, I think, like a three- or five-point game at one point. And then Boyden Hall did a great thing and held the ball. <laughs> Just straight up held it, forcing West Lyon to follow them and give them free throws. And uh, <sighs> Iowa high school basketball needs a shot clock. I was never a believer in it before, but now after watching that game, we need a shot clock because that is a that's just such a jerk move to hold it at that point. I don't blame the coaches or players for it either. It's just it's within the rules, and the Iowa high school athletic Associ Iowa high school athletic association made it that way and. We need to change it. That was just not very fun to watch at that point. The first three and a half quarters were fun to watch, but not not having that. So take a look at some stats for West Lyon. 
Jalen Gramstad had 13 points on 4 for 7 shooting. Zach Van Beek also had 13 points on 5 of 9 shooting. And then behind them, Logan Meyer had 12 points on four on 6 of 14 shooting. As a team, West Lyon shot 16 of 38 from the field, which, you know, that's 42%. So it's not great, but it's not terrible either. From three, though, they're shooting pretty good. They went 7 of 16 for uh, 44% from the three-point line. Uh at the end of the third and early fourth, they really shot the three well and really made that a game. Um, eight of 17 from the free throw line, which was not very good at all. Just to think, if they would have made 16 out of 17, they would have won the dang game. But uh, nope, that they didn't shoot that well, and that really that really makes you think. Makes you think. Go practice your free throws. Uh, they had 18 total rebounds, which was... Confused, which was surprising because they usually get a little more than that. Out of their 16 makes, only seven were, were off assists, so they definitely could have fizzed the ball around a little more. Had uh, three steals and a block, so okay defense. But it was just, it was not going to be a terribly low scoring game until Boyd Hall started holding the ball. <laughs> and uh, yeah, not really much you can do about it at that point. So just uh, congrats to West Lyon for a great season and making it to Substate and all the seniors they have there. Just a uh, disappointing way to end, especially with uh, the ball being held so you can't get back into the game. That's a, that's a bummer. But uh, also congrats to Boyden Hall for making it to State and representing the Siouxland Conference at Des Moines. So we'll see how that goes later on. But uh, yeah, congrats to Boynton Hall to making his state. Congrats on Westline for a great season. And uh, let's take a look at the other matchups we have. In uh, Class 1A District 2, we had Bishop Garrigan Algona taking on Harris Lake Park. And uh, Bishop Garrigan Algona handled them 75-58. to And then from there, we have South O'Brien versus Bishop Garrigan. And remember, South O'Brien ranked number one in Class 1A at that point, and Bishop Garrigan being ranked, I think, fourth at that point. And you'd think South O'Brien would win or Bishop Garrigan would win in a close one. Nope. Bishop Garrigan beat South O'Brien 68-48. to 48. So they, they really surprised me, uh, that one. And then we have, after that one, take a look at West Sioux, Versus South Central Calhoun. Just a reminder also, Bishop Garrigan made his estate on that one. So they will be at Des Moines. Uh, then we have Class 2A Substate 1 with uh, West Sioux Haywarden versus South Central Calhoun. And uh, not a big surprise here. West Sioux handled them 63-48. to West Sioux was headed to state as well. I know they really were about to make it last year. And then Boyden Hall, I'm not Boyden Hall, Rock Valley spoiled that. No spoilers here. West Sioux was headed to state. Uh, and then after that one, we have Class 2A, Substate 2 between Boyden Hall and West Lyon. Talked about that one. Boyden Hall beat them 55-47. to uh, Then we take a look at Class 3A, Substate 1. The other semifinal was between Carroll and Sergeant Bluff-Luton. And uh, Sergeant Bluff-Luton handled them 51-39 to to send them to the Substate Championship game against Lamars. So... Now we've looked at that. Let's take a look at the Iowa High School Athletic Association State Basketball Tournament. This is what we wait all year for. 
And let's just take a look at those beautiful, beautiful brackets that just came out this morning. Starting in Class 1A, we have no Siouxland teams. I'm just going to read them off real quick. And uh, the first quarterfinal game is going to take place at 9.30. That one's going to be between Trey Shearer and Montezuma taking on Martinsdale St. Mary's. And then after that one is going to be at 11.15 between number one seed Lake Mills and number eight seed Wapsie Valley Fairbank. And uh, after that one, we'll have Bishop Garrigan Algona taking on Springfield. So this is a kind of Northwest Iowa team. Not really. Um, again, all these games start on Monday the 9th. This one's at 1 p.m. Uh, between Bishop Garrigan Algona and Springfield. And then the final game of the quarterfinals for 1A is between St. Mary's Remsen, a team actually from Northwest Iowa. Uh, I think that's like their fourth year straight they've made state. So yeah, we have St. Mary's Remsen taking on West Fork Sheffield. Uh, that is the last one at 245 on Monday. Then we move on to Class 2A. And uh, this one is where <laughs> Boyden Hall actually made it. So we have our one Siouxland team making it to state. And uh, starting off for Class 2A. It's going to take place right after the 1A quarterfinals. And uh, the first game is going to be on Monday at 4.30. This one's going to be between the third seed, Troy Mills. That really surprised me that they're the third seed and not the one seed. <laughs> not even the two seed. Oh, yeah, we have Northland, Troy Mills taking on West Sioux, the team from Northwest Iowa. Monday at 4.30. All these games at Wells Fargo Arena. And then after that game, we have... Trainer, the two seed, taking on Pella Christian, the seven seed. Uh, Pella Christian, a team who played mostly 3A and some 4A schools this year. Uh, 13 and 10 record doesn't show all. It's might even be tougher than the Siouxland. <laughs> but yeah, they're the seven seed, taking on Trainer, the two seed, 630 on Monday, Wells Fargo Arena. And then the last game on Monday will be between the number one seed. Yes, they got the number one seed, Boyden Hall, taking on Woodward Granger, the eight seed. Boyden Hall, 21-3. Meanwhile, Woodward Granger, 22-2, though they did take on mostly 1A competition this year. And then on Tuesday morning, the last two-way matchup, winner of that will play winner of the Boyden Hall matchup, uh, Kemenache? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that correctly later on, but not now. <laughs> and uh, Monticello, uh, they'll be taken on at 9:30 Tuesday morning. So, uh, winner of that plays Boyd Hall and Woodward Granger, whoever wins that matchup. So, uh, there we have it. <laughs> we are starting to talk state basketball, which is what we all are waiting for, and. Uh, I'll basically be following uh, Boyden Hall for the majority of the tournament for as long as they make it. But uh, other than that, I will be following some uh, some of the War Eagle teams made it. So I will be following them not as heavily, just, you know, bring them up in conversation. <laughs> because uh, there are some rumors of some teams moving to the War Eagle. Uh, we'll get into that over the offseason. But uh, for now, state basketball is already Everyone's excited. Uh, just cheer for, I'm going to cheer for Boyden Hall considering they're the only Siouxland conference team and, uh, they're trying to bring the Siouxland conference, their first championship since West Lyon in 2014. 
It's been a drought. We've been sending teams almost every year. But, uh, yeah, this has been quite the drought. Maybe Boyd and Hall can break it. So, uh, can't believe I'm saying this, but for, for this majority of the uh, tournament, I will be saying go Comets. I won't be wearing a shirt like I did last year. I apologize to uh, everyone I hurt with that. But uh, no Boyd and Hall shirt for me. Just uh, just cheering them on. Hopefully I can get a dub for the Siouxland. So uh, this was the Siouxland Ballcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for the support. And, uh, yeah, just watch this. Have fun with it for the uh, state tournament. Uh, I will be doing a preview show at some point before the tournament starts, so uh, just a heads up for that one. But, yeah, thank you, everyone, for the support. I will see you when I see you. with a three-pointer and count it for Hay and Gay. Nice high arching shot. Three-pointer for Aaron Hay and Gay. Yep, Aaron Hay and Gay. Nicely done, Aaron.